0: a podcast dedicated to suspense, crime, and horror stories from the golden age of radio.
1: I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. We love mysterious (laughs) old-time radio stories,
2: but do they stand the test of time? That's what we're here to find out. This week, we return to the Listener Library for a recommendation from our mysterious listener and Patreon
0: supporter, Jules. Jules writes, I've only been a patron for a few hours, so please forgive my audacity in immediately requesting a couple of OTR episodes. Sub Basement from Lights Out and 100 in the Dark from Suspense. I've enjoyed guessing what your individual reactions would be to these episodes. Jules
1: already knows our reactions to 100 in the Dark because we discussed it in episode 214 of the
2: podcast. So today, we reveal our respective opinions of Subbasement. Lights Out was a horror series created by Willis Cooper in 1934 and broadcast Wednesday nights at midnight on Chicago-area NBC station WENR. Cooper's late-night Grand Guignol was a local hit, and in April 1935, NBC began broadcasting it nationally, growing the program's local following into a coast-to-coast fan base.
0: After Cooper's departure in 1936, NBC hired a young writer director named Arch Obler to take over creative duties on Lights Out. Obler's bold story choices and innovative production techniques drove the program to new heights of popularity. Lights Out ended in 1938, but the show was revived for a brief run in 1942 and again during the summer of 1947. Obler would return to Lights Out many times during his later career, including the 1962 album Drop Dead and the 1970 syndicated radio series The Devil and Mr. O.
1: And now let's listen to Sub Basement from Lights Out starring Joseph Kearns and someone who might be
2: B. Benadiré? We're not sure. First broadcast August 24th, 1943. It's late at night and a chill has set in. You're alone, and the only light you see is coming from an antique radio. Listen to the sounds coming from the speaker, listen to the music, and listen to the voices. Lights Out brings you stories of the
3: supernatural and the supernormal, dramatizing the fantasies and the mysteries of the unknown. We tell you this frankly, so if you wish to avoid the excitement and tension of these imaginative plays, we urge you calmly, but sincerely, to turn off your radio
4: now.
5: This is Arch Obler. Tonight's is a story that's happening because a very long time ago I found myself in the sub-sub-basement of a huge department store, a strange subterranean world of half-lights and half-darknesses. So, to you who thrill to whatever might be beneath the earth... I bring you a tale of Sub-Basement. After a brief word from Ironized Yeast, Frank Martin. Do you feel droopy these days? Tired
3: out oftener than you ought to be? Losing too much weight, perhaps? Well, if, as may be true of many people nowadays, you simply aren't getting enough vitamin B1 and iron from your food, if that's what's to blame, cheer up. Because Ironized Yeast Tablets give you both vital substances. In easy-to-take tablet form, at a cost of but a few pennies a day. Men and women by the scores and hundreds who used to suffer from these deficiencies now thank the two-way help of ironized yeast tablets for glorious pep and strength and needed pounds regained. They tell how today they can really enjoy life again. That's right. They're thanking ironized yeast tablets. And now, light out, Everybody.
6: Can run an elevator. I was just asking. And I told you. Well, here we are. All right. All right, are you getting out? I suppose so. I suppose so. For ten years that's so all I've heard. Where do you work? What do you do? Why don't you let me see you it? You get angry. Oh, I'm not angry. I'm just telling you. Come on this way. Big basement. You don't know the half of it. It's like a whole city down here. A person goes to a department store and doesn't know all
4: this is underneath.
6: Say that again.
4: And you're in charge of everything down here?
6: That's another fact. Here, look at these.
4: What are they? Furnaces?
6: Oil burning. Each and air conditions the whole building up above. 20 stories.
4: But where is everybody?
6: Nothing better watchman at this hour of the night. Everything's shut down. Help! What's the matter with you? Nothing. What did you do that for?
4: Why? Oh, I, I I just wanted to hear my voice. It, it's like a big cave down here. Going
6: out like that! Won't you ever grow up?
4: Don't be angry oh, on me. All right, come on. Yes, Arnie. Come
6: on in here.
4: Another elevator?
6: Well, you want to see everything, don't you?
4: Yes, yes, I do. Down some more? Yeah. All right. Another basement.
6: Yeah. Go ahead. Plenty of light to see behind.
4: What's down here?
6: Come on over here. I'll I'll show you. There, in the wall.
4: Is it a, a tunnel?
6: That's what it is.
4: But, but a tunnel down here?
6: See those tracks?
4: Oh, yes. Yeah. Where did they go?
6: How do you think all the merchandise is brought to all the stores here in the business section? Tunnel system, that's how. Right under the city streets.
4: I had no idea.
6: Mighty few people have. Trains run on those tracks, bring the stuff right in.
4: Trains?
6: Oh, are uh, you? <laughs> think all I've got to do is make jokes? You think the only kind of a train's a big one?
4: Well, I just don't know. These are little
6: ones. They run on electric batteries, just like they had down in the mines. Come on, I'll show you. Where? In the tunnel.
4: But it's so dark. There
6: are lights every little ways. Come on. Uh,
4: I don't think so. What's
6: the matter with you? I'm afraid. Oh, for John's sake. For years, you've pestered me and pestered me to see... You come along, I You understand?
4: All right. Arnie,
6: there. this is fine. Uh, oh, for John's sake, what's the matter with you now? I don't know. Come on, there's uh, one of the little engines parked down at the end of the tunnel. You might as well see it. I'll keep walking.
4: I think I'd like down to. Down this
6: way, you'll see the train.
4: Yes, but Arnie, the lights. Arnie, where are you? Right here. What's the matter? Matter? Oh, why are you standing so close to me?
6: I'm your husband. Oh, Arnie, don't be silly. Anna, I'm going to tell you something.
4: Arnie, what's the matter with you? Listen to me
6: for the last time.
4: Last time? Arnie, what's the matter with you?
6: You know that you can't get out of here? What? You can't get out of here.
4: Arnie, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? (sighs) Oh, Arnie. You haven't made a joke like that in years. (laughs) The last time you tried to scare me was right after we were married. Remember? With that fur piece you made off was a dead animal that had gotten in the bedroom. (laughs) You remember?
6: I remember. Come along first, Irma.
4: Oh, (laughs) As long as I know what you're up to, I don't mind. How far are we going? A long way. All right, Army. Anything you say.
6: Don't I know it. All right.
4: All right? What?
6: This is as far as we're going.
4: Oh. I I feel funny. I've never been under the ground so far in so long. It was very nice of you, Arnie, to take me down here. It's so interesting. Very nice of you. Arnie? Why don't you say something? Honey, something the matter. Arnie, really, you can't frighten me. Not now, you know. Honey, are we waiting for someone? If we are, I think I hear him. Hear him? Well, yes, don't
6: you? No.
4: But I heard Sonya. Tell you,
6: there's no one down. All right. All
4: right, if you say so, If oh, I
6: say so. If I say so, if I say so. Can't you say something else but that even now? Now? Yes. Irma, I'm going... Where?
4: I heard it again. What? Are there trains running this late at night? Trains? If it's the train, we ought to get out of here. tunnel so now, Arnie, please. Shut up. Let me listen. Hear
6: it? Will you shut up? Who's there? Who's there?
4: Isn't there supposed to be anyone?
6: Oh, of course not. I saw to it. Is that you? Is that you, Tom? Who's Tom? Tom, are you down here? One of the watchmen. I told him I'd pull these boxes tonight. I told him. Tom! Hey, Tom! What's wrong? Tom, what's the matter with you? Come on out here. Do you hear me? Come out right away or I'm firing you. Tom! Is, is he playing jokes, that too? Ooh, I'll break his neck. Get my hands
4: on that. No, Arnie. Don't leave me. Arnie, where did you go? Arnie, it's so dark. The tunnel. Arnie, where are you? Oh. Arnold, was that you? Arnold, it is you Did you cry out? What? Stay back You... That man Who...
6: From what's left of his face, I... I think it's Tom
4: What? What happened? The train ran over him? Arnold, answer me, was it?
6: Train? No Something's torn out his throat (gasps) Come on Got to get out of here! Oh yes! Something down here. Honey,
4: honey, wait! I can't Please. go so fast. Police! I'll get the police. Please, honey, wait for me. Honey, what's the matter? Honey, why are you just standing here? When I opened the door.
6: The door wasn't closed before. I'll
4: open it.
3: gentlemen. A moment of turning away from this strange story of sub-basement. Yes, and in this moment of turning away from adventure, let's go to an entirely different scene. An office busy with the pressure of wartime work. Sure, I'd like to put in more overtime and make more money, the same as the other fellows. I should be able to do it, but it's all I can do to keep working eight hours a day. Often at night, I feel too tired to enjoy my food. I'm jittery. I can't relax, losing sleep, losing weight. How it's going to end up, I don't know. Well, if vitamin B1 and iron shortage is your trouble, try ironized yeast tablets. They supply both vital substances. But what makes them so vital? Why, when you don't get enough vitamin B1 from the food you eat, you may lose your appetite, not eat all you need. Lose weight, lose pep and energy. And without enough iron... You may be weak and pale. You may feel only half alive. And you say ironized
5: yeast tablets supply
3: both of them? You bet they do. It's this two-way help that's been of such benefit to any number of people with these deficiencies. So if you're short on vitamin B1 and iron, get ironized yeast tablets right away. Then see if pretty soon you don't say,
5: Oh, it's sure great to feel like myself again. That fagged-out feeling is gone. I eat and sleep as I should once more. I'm sure glad I took ironized yeast.
3: And now back to our lights-out story of sub-basement. A man and his wife are far beneath the city streets in the tunnel, leading to the sub-basement of a large department store.
6: be there in a minute
4: but are you sure I tell you
6: it's an emergency exit it's always kept open why was it still that stop asking me that I don't know and
4: that watchman. stop
6: talking will you I don't know anything I... I...
4: I why did you stop talking and why stop you said the emergency exit that's it what
6: behind those timbers it's blocked off you understand it's blocked off
4: well what do we do I can't just stand here. Arnold, that man was killed. There's someone down here, I'm afraid. Oh, Arnold, get me
6: out of here. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got to think. <laughs> think. Oh. Whoever killed Tom? Not down here, necessarily. <laughs> you don't think so, or... Well, why should he be? I have nothing <laughs> to steal down here. Tom is always borrowing money from people. Somebody... He didn't pay back. Yeah, that's it. But the doors Oh, were... Well, he got out and closed the doors. What of it? We can get out. Come on. Where? I told you, these tunnels lead to the buildings all over the business section. Follow the tunnels to the next sub basement to the next building. We'll get out, that's all. Honey, i will get too fire ahead of me this time. Oh, well, just walk back, will you? Yes.
4: Oh, honey, I look forward so very much to tonight. It had been so long since you'd ever thought about me. I knew that. Tonight, when you called me up and told me to meet you here, and then when you started to play those crazy, scary jokes before, even then I, then I, Emma, you see it too. Under my foot Arnold oh. Over here A pile of boxes Why? Hide behind them. If I help you good. you go over yes, there? Yes, hide, hide, hide Give me your arm Yes, I will gone. Oh. Oh. Just, just don't, don't think about it, Arnie. Oh.
6: Oh. What was it? I Emma? Mean, do you hear me? What was it? Well, you went to school. You studied things like that. That thing. What was it? Emma? Um, didn't you hear me? Yes. I
4: heard you. What was it?
6: What was it? it was it a lizard? Some kind of a lizard. That's it. A lizard.
4: Some kind of a lizard.
6: Why do you say it that way?
4: I saw it good, Ernie. Well? In school. One of the books, there was an animal like that.
6: Oh, how did it... Yeah, a lizard that big.
4: Oh no, you, you don't understand. Geology book. The thing wasn't a lizard exactly. Huh? That was a dinosaur. Are you crazy? No. I'm telling you what I saw. It sort of sat up on its hind feet. Just like the picture in the book.
6: What are you trying to do? make me crazy, too, why those things died millions of years ago. Arnie, look. Way down the tunnel,
4: I feel like Uh it is a dinosaur. Arnie, it is a dinosaur. (laughs) Has it gone away? I don't know. It's been so long. Okay. Just don't move. It just looked at us. Yeah. Why doesn't it come after us? Why?
6: Huh? Maybe. Maybe it didn't see us. What? Well, it, was, it was like something that, that, that had been in the dark for a long, long time.
4: Yes. Oh, Don't move
6: around. Oh, it's a little room back here. Oh, would you rather go out there? Oh, don't be angry with me, Renia. Angry? Why should I be angry? Um, Emma, you went to school, you studied those things. You you, you called it a, a a dinosaur. Yeah. All these hours I I've been thinking, how could a thing like that, which was supposed to have passed out of the world so many years ago, how could it be alive now? Emma Listen, I know This tunnel under the business district. They were putting on an extension Blasting in the rock Maybe that thing Came out from inside the earth Maybe You're You're not frightened, I No Why not?
4: Because I'm with you
6: If it came back What could I do for you?
4: It's just being with you. Yeah. I keep thinking. Oh, what? That poor watchman.
6: Yeah. There'll really be something when it's morning and everyone finds out about it.
4: What do you think they'll do?
6: They'll hunt it down. The police will get it soon enough.
4: Arnold. Yeah? Arnold, what if it won't be here then?
6: Huh?
4: It's been hours since we last saw it standing down there. What if it's gone back where it came from?
6: It's all right with it means. But what if they're not... They'll hunt it down. They'll find it. (laughs) Arnold, what's that? all right. Everything's all right. But what was... Six o'clock. That was the bell back in the basement. The day engineer turned off one of the sprinkler alarms.
4: Oh. Oh, honey. Come on. Come on, I'll help you. Wait. But you said to do it... What the hell? Back? It's back. Help! Help! To Help! 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 He's looking like right us. Oh. But they didn't hear us, but it did. It's it's starting this way. Oh.
6: It, Emma, that's it. What? It's blind. That thing's blind. It's lived under the earth so long it can't see.
4: But it's still coming this way. Oh,
6: honey, come on. We can't. Hold
4: on to me, Will. Be alone. Go ahead. No, try. I'll carry you. You can't
6: carry me. I will. Me. Go ahead, Dama. Go ahead. I can't. I you. won't go, go on. Don't stay here, I tell you. Go oh, on. Honey, please listen to Why me. You stay here with me. I wanted to kill you tonight, you hear me? I brought you down here to kill you. Oh, Arnie,
4: no, you're only You, I'm that.
6: telling you the truth. I brought you down here to kill you. No,
4: Arnie, I'll stay with you. you. I, didn't
6: me. I brought you down here to kill you. Now, that's the truth. Look at me and believe it, because it's the truth. That's why you... That's why I suddenly got so wonderful. I'm sick and tired of you. I'm sick and tired of living. And so I brought you down here to kill you and then kill myself.
4: Arnie. Arnie. Uh,
6: Look at it out there. It's feeling its way along. Well, you will take care of me, but you, you've got to get out of here, Irma. No. You've got to get out. I deserve to die, but Irma, not you. You're so blasted good. I guess that's why I got tired of you. But There's no reason for you to die. Irma, stop looking at me like that. You've got to get out. Run straight down the tunnel. Keep running and you'll get away. Irma, just don't look at me. Get going. No, Irma. Oh, why don't you say what you've always said to me all these years, just as you say, Arnie, just as you say. Oh, Irma, Irma, will you get out of here? Oh, slowly, it, no. moved. Irma! It is blind. Oh, bless you, look, will you listen to me? Will you go? You've got to go, or they'll think I've killed you. No, they won't, they Guess won't. Yes, they will. I left a note back home for the police. I told them I had killed you. If that thing kills you and me, they'll still think I was the one who did it. Now, do you want me to be a murderer? Do you want that? You left a note? Yes, yes. Don't you remember I turned back after you went out the door on the dining room table? Um, get out of here and get that note. Don't make them think I'd kill you when I... I didn't. And I don't want to. You're such a good... You, you're... too good for me. And I was tired and I, I was crazy. Don't make me a murderer, Emma. I... Goodbye. Goodbye. Yes, Emma. Yes, hurry, run fast. Straight ahead. He won't get you, I
4: promise. go. All right. You blind thing, you here I am. Yeah. Here. here I am. Here. I, I, I'm not scared. I,
6: I, come and get me.
5: All right, Mr. Obler. You'll never get me down to my sub basement again. On the contrary, Frank, I... I should imagine tonight's story would make you extremely curious about. ...subterranean matters. Remember at the very start of the play... ...I said something about the play happening because of something... ...that had happened to me a very, very long time ago?
3: Yes, of course I do.
5: Well, the fact of the matter is, Frank... ...it happened when I was just a child. My going down to that sub-basement... ...and the memory of it stayed with me all these years. It's those deep impressions we get as children... ...which are truly wonderful. For a child sees with young, untired eyes... ...and thinks with a young, untired mind. A child is constantly seeing the wonder of the world... The sweet water falling out of the heavens, people's faces—no one of them exactly the like—and and green things growing out of the earth with colors hanging over them, and the wonder of things being born out of nothingness, and the equal wonder of sleep and awakening and dying. These are the things which our older, tired mind—well, the eyes forget to see, and the tired head forgets to think and marvel at. Now, do you have anything to tell us so we can anticipate next week's play, Mr. Ober? Yes, I I think I can say without qualification that it's a play close to the thoughts of everyone listening in. But first, a word from you, Frank.
3: Friends, would you give a few pennies a day to regain your old-time peps and sparkle? Regain the pounds you need to feel and look like your old-time self? Then if, as with many others, vitamin B1 and iron shortage is all that's wrong, get ironized yeast tablets. Now, a rundown condition may stem from other causes. If in doubt, see your doctor. But if you're simply short vitamin B1 and iron, remember, ironized yeast tablets supply both vital substances. They cost but a few pennies a day, and you don't risk even those few pennies. For if you don't begin to eat better, to look and feel stronger, peppier, and more alive, the cost of the first bottle will be refunded to you in full by Ironized Yeast, Box IY, Rawway, New Jersey. And now, what about next week, Mr. Obler?
5: Well, Frank, to live forever. To live forever. Which one among us has not thought of that? To live forever. Through these years and the next and the next and all through space and all through time. That's what our play is about next week and it's titled, The Immortal Gentleman. But that, as usual, is next week.
3: Yes, tune in next Tuesday again for Arch Obler's eerie story, The Immortal Gentleman. And if you need more vitamin B1 and iron, Be sure to try Ironized Yeast. But remember, there's only one Ironized Yeast. You'll know it instantly by the yellow and orange package and by the big letters IY on the container and on each tablet. Some of last night's dancing partners danced more on than off of your white shoes. Forgive them, of course. Then get a bottle of the shoe white that does more than just whiten the surface. EnerGene shoe white. EnerGene shoe white cleans as well as whitens, and it conditions the surface. So it goes on your shoes quickly and easily, makes them a smooth all-over white. Ask for EnerGene shoe white. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: That was Sub Basement from Lights Out. Here on the Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society podcast. Once again, I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. And that episode of Lights Out was a request by one of our Patreon uh, listeners. And thank you so much uh, from Jules who made that suggestion. And also would like to uh, say uh, that the credit was not given as Scott Bishop being the writer of this. But I'm pretty sure he was. (laughs) (laughs) We're off to the races. (laughs) The gloves are off. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you know how I will say, oh, I'm having issues with something that we're listening to, but I'm going to wait because nine out of 10 times, Tim and Joshua tell me stuff. And then I say, oh, I never thought of it that way. And I come around. I will bet $100 that neither one of you can convince (laughs) me that this is anything I should like. I couldn't stand it from top to bottom. Now, I'm just, there's a smidgen of hope here that you guys can talk to me about it, but God, I did not like it. And Scott Bishop, honest to God, wrote this. It is
1: interesting you could say that because I, it is rare I ever have the impulse to Monday morning quarterback a script,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: which I know Scott Bishop really brings that out of you. Yes. But the things I like about our Blur I like and the things that I think are weaknesses I accept. Mm -hmm. But this is one of the rare times, like, oh, it just was – there was something in there that I wish that would have been different. And to to be specific about it, I thought the most interesting thing in this script was the note that got left that never got addressed. (laughs) 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 Of how interesting it would be if he never told her about that note and just told her, like, you go, I'll stay here and save you. And she gets home and finds, like, there's a note saying, I've killed my wife and myself. Right, right, right. Or – If he says, I was going to kill you, I left a note, go home. And she gets home and finds there's a note that says, I left laundry at the dry cleaners.
0: All of that (laughs) is phenomenal. And the dinosaur isn't necessary. (laughs) None of that is necessary. I am
2: so glad that we have... A recording of Eric saying the dinosaur isn't necessary. <laughs> that is the least Eric thing Eric has ever said on this podcast, but he's absolutely right. I think it is the biggest fault, one of the two biggest faults of this script.
0: If you're going to have a dinosaur adventure. I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. But first of all, we need more dinosaur. Make a choice. What are you, Story? What are you? You are so all over the place. They had
1: an explanation in there of like, oh, they must have cracked open the dinosaur thing
0: and now there's a dinosaur. (laughs) 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 that tracks well not only that but the dinosaur has the ability to lock doors but uh...
2: (laughs) clever girl I think Tom (laughs) Tom and his death throws must have just crawled over there and locked them in
0: (laughs) with a half a face
2: yes well to the point about the dinosaur I feel like up until that point there was an a number of really interesting compelling threads Introduced into this story, none of which said, We really need a dinosaur to pull this all together. (laughs) But I mean, disturbing as it was, the dysfunctional relationship of the couple was compelling. You wanted to figure out what the hell is going on here to have created this dynamic. So that drew me in there is this whole sub-basement and tiny trains which deliver product from store to store. That seemed really promising. Yep. It you know, almost suggested a sort of evening primrose I, I, it's uh, exactly
0: what I thought type
2: of. of scenario. And yes. even the idea of a unexpected murder complicating a plot to murder somebody else, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Yep. But then,
0: dinosaur. <laughs> and just like a Bishop story, all of those are really good stories. Mm-hmm. And they could have picked one of them. The idea that all of our merchandise is moved in underground (laughs) tunnels from department store to department store, which I believe then at the end of the line is Radio Shack. And like, that's (laughs) once once it doesn't move anywhere else. Put a
1: new battery in the train and send it back. (laughs) Radio Shack joke. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for clarifying. Uh, For our younger listeners, Radio Shack, you can speak, where are
0: you going to buy your batteries? (laughs) It's where I got my first cell phone. <laughs> uh, that, that'll end the conversation. So, but I will give it,
1: give it some praise. I'm sorry, that took a little more work to say than it meant to, but Arch Ober knows how to just write a creepy scene. Arguing couple in the dark, going deeper and deeper, and subtext on both sides of like, is he down here to kill her, or is she down here to kill him, or what's going on? And the confusion was enticing and exciting, and I know Arch Ober, I know like he doesn't know.
2: He doesn't know what's going to happen. He gets down right, there. right, right. He's just in bed with his dictaphone.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's as disappointed by the dinosaur as we are. <laughs> and like, he dozed Wah. off, and
1: Scott Bishop picked it up and said, And then there's a dinosaur <laughs> driving the train.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, blind dinosaur. We- oh, <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, oh we right. Just- <laughs> we didn't even touch on that. The dinosaur's blind. Uh, on top of everything else another thing we just don't need and, but it was interesting to hear like when they walked by the dinosaur the change hitting the, uh, the pan that the dinosaur had down yes veteran <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's almost as if to tim's point again that arch is just making this up as he goes yeah. that he realizes these guys still have a lot of talking they need to <laughs> to get done so we, i've got to give the um, dinosaur some literal and figurative handicap so that
0: <laughs> <laughs> doesn't just doesn't oh, immediately oh, gobble no, them up
2: before my story is over. the sound right. effect of People being chewed, and I was a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> From the center of the earth where dinosaurs live. <laughs> uh, there's another strange moment in the script where Arnie asks, You've been to school. What is this thing? That's a weird moment. At first, I went, oh, did she study paleontology? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, or a, a, what, a herpetologist? Whatever the study of lizards is. But I realized, oh, probably at this time, he is probably a working class, like, high school dropout. Sure. Right? And he probably just means she finished school. Uh-huh. Or Arch is just making stuff up as he goes along. Because later, he seems to recognize the term dinosaur and go, well, they died millions of years ago. But then
0: he also sister, what do you call those things again? Yeah. And, then and he, she says... Dinosaurs, he goes, huh? Like he'd never heard the word dinosaur before in his life. Like, there's not having an education, then there's that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) By 1943.
0: You've heard the word dinosaur. Yes. It's in pop culture. It's in songs. (laughs) (laughs) That old Ving Crosby classic. (laughs) Brontosaurus. (laughs) Not a real thing. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you nerd. Uh, 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 So it wasn't a brontosaurus then in the sub-basement because they're not real.
2: I mean, I, I had to assume it was a velociraptor.
0: Well, we do know I that... think it
2: was a plant-eating dinosaur who would become a serial killer. That's my backstory. Uh, <laughs> well, we... It was an iguanodon with an axe to grind. <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to make the story better.
0: That's pretty good. We do know this, though. Because um, the speech that he gives her to run and save herself speech... First of all, it goes on for 20 minutes. It goes on and on and on. You know, you should run and say, no, I shouldn't. You should should run and save yourself. Like, oh, my God, how long is it? They're like filling time. It went on. tracked by the Helen Keller of dinosaurs. This is my point, is the dinosaurs there the whole time. And I went, so he's deaf, too. The dinosaur is deaf and blind. They They weren't
2: very bright either. You want me to to
1: handle this one? Yeah. It's because he kept telling her not to move. The dinosaur could only track by movement. Not good with the ears, not good with the eyes because of the darkness,
2: but ah, so, so don't that, move. that solves that. Good one, Tim. Thank you. You, you should be in bed with Arch Oblivion <laughs> <laughs> whispering in his ear on his dictaphone. But speaking of that, Ann, that was the other disappointing thing in here because uh, if you take away the dinosaur, uh, one of the compelling parts of the story for me was the couple's relationship. And obviously it's really distressing because she comes across as so subservient to him, as repeatedly apologizing. But that was the, the structural nice part is
1: when it gets to the point of I want to save your life, just do what I say, is the point at which she won't do what he says. Like,
2: that is a nice twist, but the buildup made me anticipate that what we were moving toward uh, was a transformative moment of self-empowerment for Mm -hmm. this wife character because they made such a point that even the reason he wanted to kill her was because she wouldn't stand up for herself. That she just took whatever he dished out. He called it her blasted goodness. Mm -hmm. So that telegraphed to me that this was going to be this moment where she finally did something, whether it's she saved him from the dinosaur um, or she just said... You were going to kill me? Screw you. <laughs> hey, dinosaur! It. Guy! This guy right here. Right here. He's got a
1: face you can Broke his off. ankle.
2: He ain't going to make it. <laughs> and instead, they gave the would-be murderer the transformative moment. And I thought that was not very satisfying.
0: There's so much not satisfying. So if I can go back to the relationship, I think that it is compelling to say, okay, something's wrong with their relationship. Because it starts without earning anything right in the middle of, yeah, I know how to operate an elevator, right? Right? So we know that they are contentious with each other, right? Mm -hmm. But we never really find out why. And my point to that is there's no establishment of the character and the relationships. So it's hard to identify with them. Therefore it's hard to hate or like, or even identify with anything that's going on in that relationship. Mm-hmm. We never learn the motivation behind he anything. He tells us
2: that yeah. it was it's because of her blasted goodness. It seems like he wanted to make her fight back or to not take his bull crap. I'm not saying it's a reason to like this guy, but he does at the very end give us a, yeah. a reason for it all. I agree with you that neither one of them is likable. However, I think because... Irma is the recipient of this undeserved mistreatment that you're at the very least rooting for her right up till the moment for me, at least, that he reveals, I took you down here to kill you. And she's still like,
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, I'm like,
2: the dinosaur can eat both of these people. Right. Uh,
0: There's another weird, I don't know if it's directorial or actor choices or script or all three. For a large part of the running and scared, she's unintelligible as an actor. I have a hard time hearing what she's saying and what she's doing, and she's freaking out. And I then... I think and that's then. a
2: quality of the surviving recording.
0: But here's where it goes weird on me. Then after all that freaking out, she goes, yeah, and she calms way down when she starts out that there? That's a dinosaur, you know? And she just gets really calm and then freaks out again. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Like she does not earn that I'm in charge and calm and now I'm freaking out again. I mean, she's really freaking out and then she's really calm and in charge and then she's freaking out again and there's no character basis for us to follow on how that's happening. There's a lot of
1: buildup at, at the top of... Right. And this connects to the part of the, the script that I like, but at the very top, they go down and down and down and they fight and they fight and they fight uh, and it's just that one note for a long time. Yeah. I will say, and this might be bringing it more to be a, a Scott Bishop kind of script, but there's a point at which he goes as far as he's going to go He just says, kind of almost arbitrarily, that we're going no farther than this. Mm-hmm. Right. And in a the pitch black cave, and it, it's never clear, like, why here? Why is this the stopping point? Uh, which I assume is that's because this is a dark place where I can leave your body, is why.
2: Mm-hmm. But that ambiguous choice I thought was effective. The. First, like, five to ten minutes of this drew me in for some of the very same reasons you're saying. There are also, because we've been really hard on this script, there are also two really great moments that demonstrate Arch Obler's strengths. I think we've more than covered the man's weaknesses. (laughs) Uh, But two things I love. And one of them is the moment when Arnie tells her that we're all alone down here, and she suddenly, impulsively yells, help! Yeah, she doesn't really mean it in that moment, but you're already sensing danger. So it seems yeah. really like it's foreshadowing and she's a, a moment where she's gonna testing re- like. <laughs> yeah. Does she know when she's testing it? Is it just foreshadowing? But whatever it adds to the tension. There's also the moment where she asks, why are you standing so close to me? And Arnie replies, I'm your husband. And uh, <laughs> mm. she just laughs and says, oh, Arnie, don't be silly. what i love about that is that it is layered at that point in the context of the story with so many different levels of meaning obviously i read it as he's standing close to her because he's looking for the opportunity to murder her to get his hands around her throat and he covers by suggesting he was being romantic um Mm. and so her level of don't be silly has this quality of like I'm not going to have sex with you in the sub-basement with a dinosaur. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but there's also this idea of don't be silly. That's not like you. There's yeah. been no romance here. And so right. it also seems like she's convicting him in a way. And that kind. Of... So, again, that's what Obler is so good at. I feel like this entire script is a first draft, and buried in it is a really compelling piece <laughs> of audio drama. But, so, so like Scott the, Bishop, your your initial diagnosis gets stronger and stronger the more we talk I about wanted it. wanted <laughs> that
4: $100, though. <laughs>
1: Um, and I also like the moment where they've got the body, something horrible's happened. They see the thing, and the action they both saw something, and they have a sense of what they saw, but we the listeners don't. Mm-hmm. yeah, he knows how
2: to build tension. yes,
1: and then there was a dinosaur. <laughs> we don't and even know what kind. Well maybe maybe it was like a huge dinosaur just trying to squeeze its way through these things.. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: tiny tunnels, why are there so many pants on little carts?
2: <laughs> he emerges at the radio shack at the end of the line. That sounds like a bad Jules knob. <laughs> the radio shack in the center of the earth. I need an RC car, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. I'm going to try to articulate this thought about Arch Obler in general that has just come to me. I was just finished reading The Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury, and he has this intro that Ray Bradbury tends to do these intros talking about his genius, uh, which... It's a bit much, but I still love them. Um, but he's talking about his writing process and how he, all these stories come from one part of his brain challenging him with this what-if question that the other half of his brain has to answer. And you can see that in the fact that Ray Bradbury's stories always have these really strong premises. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they start from this what-if that he then fully explores and answers this question. And it struck me at that moment, like that's a lot like Arch Obler, but he tends... To just stick with the what if part. Mm -hmm. And when he does answer the what-if question, it's usually the same. What if a man's husband turned into a cat? And really what did I
0: just say? A man's husband.
2: (laughs) I mean it's legal now, but it'd be a challenging script at the time. It'd be a different script. (laughs) What if a man's wife turned into a cat?
1: Yes.
0: Sure. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. Normal.
2: Totally normal. Yeah. That was (laughs) legal. But that is the extent of that episode to a certain degree. And in so much as it answers that question, it's they all died. And then that's the answer to many <laughs> right? questions. Yo, what if a scientist grew worms really big? Everybody dies. Die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hamlet. <laughs> and I mean, I feel like this is the same thing. Like, what if a troubled couple goes into the sub-basement and finds a dinosaur? That's really the story. There's no more elaboration. One of them dies. It's interesting in that context that he gives it of, as a child,
1: I was in a sub-basement right. and had, was afraid. Yeah. And he puts it on both beginning and end. And thinking of it as, this was a story written by a child, which is maybe stretching too far, but it really is resonant then of when a child is
2: alone in the dark and in a place that, mm-hmm. what is it out there that's going to get me? A dinosaur may be at the top of the list of things to come get me. Yeah. But I mean, if you need the author to come in from the outside and tell a childhood reminiscence to have the story make, make a tiny bit more sense, it still is. A... It would work better if it was a child instead of an arguing couple, I suppose. But <laughs> <laughs> did you make
1: a child introducing the story.
2: <laughs> this is so awesome.
1: <laughs> and I was down there with my wife, who's too subservient, so I was going to kill her. <laughs> uh. Always deferring to my superior genius. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> hope there's not any clowns or my alcoholic father down here.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, that'd be a better the story.
2: Though. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wonder if these were the reactions that Jules predicted. <laughs> When <laughs> I mean, she was trying to guess how we would react and where know. this conversation would go, I hope it's been satisfactory, you, Jules. Well,
0: I came out swinging. Uh, uh, I didn't you know. not get any money off you this time.
1: Yeah,
2: we lost a hundred bucks. Thanks, Arch Obler. <laughs> any... I've defended some crap in this
0: podcast,
2: <laughs> and I couldn't even bring myself to do it here for a hundred dollars. Wow. Uh, my last comment is: I there is a. Um, Ironized yeast commercial mm-hmm. here that takes an angle that I'd never heard before this wartime angle describing, you know, a, an office busy with the pressure of wartime work and everyone has too little iron and B1 to do overtime. overtime yeah. And, right. And so basically it creates this image of. You know, force-feeding foie gras style, of these poor workers, so they no longer
0: sleep. Ionized yeast, now fortified with cocaine. <laughs> Keep working, boys. We'll win the war with ironized yeast. Mm. So I appreciated that. Yeah. All right, let's vote. Uh, I'll vote. <laughs>
2: That's not one of our categories. <laughs>
0: Uh, does not stand the test time I don't like it no sir I don't like it a bit <laughs> but thank you Jules <laughs> uh,
1: I, I think also it is of value in context of Arch-Ober trying to get others to listen to this or consider it outside of the Arch-Ober context it, it suffers a lot but sort of knowing who Arch-Ober is the way he works the way he writes what his strengths are what his weaknesses are uh, I think this is a really interesting example of that uh, so of historical note I suppose I would say
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, I think I could get on the historical note within the narrow confines of Arch Obler history, but I agree with Eric. It does not stand the test of time. It is two stories mashed together that do a disservice to each other. I would have loved to have seen a, a thrilling subterranean dinosaur adventure or this psychological thriller, um, but they do not work together at I all. I suppose the subtext we're missing is, the dinosaur also had brought his wife
1: down the tunnel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had to kill her. We
2: have a note back
0: in the this uh, another Savage Lands. Is another
2: strange <laughs>
1: murder scenario? <laughs> yes.
0: Strangers to on strangers a train? Strangers on yeah. an underground
1: train, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Crisscross! Crisscross! <laughs> All right, Tim, tell them stuff. Hey, please go visit ghoulishdelights.com,
1: home of this podcast. You'll find other episodes there, lots of other episodes, including 100 in the Dark, which we uh, had very different opinions about. Check it out. Um, you can link to our social media pages. You can send us a message. You can vote in polls or leave comments. So let us know what you thought in case we we're crazy and there's some other interpretation of this we're missing that would make it awesome and we're just dumb and Eric owes you 100 bucks. <laughs>
2: um You can link to our Threatless store and buy some swag, or you can go to our Patreon page, like Jules did. Yes, be like Jules. Go to patreon.com slash themorals and support this podcast. We have all sorts of great stuff. I have carried on about Patreon. Um, I feel like I don't even have to anymore other than to say, what are you waiting for? Mm. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) We need money.
0: (laughs) And also, Jules and everybody, I think we really liked 100 in the Dark. So uh, we're, we're betting 50%, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I'm I starting to feel bad. I Tim and I liked more, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I probably just didn't understand it. Hey, if you want to see us uh, 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 do things live, uh, we do theater. We do old radio theater drama on stage. And if you want to come see us, we do a lot of original works and a lot of recreations of classic old time radio shows. And so just look at uh, GhoulishDelights.com or MysteriousOldRadioListeningSociety.com and you see where we're performing monthly and uh, where we're going to be at. And we'd love to see you either in person or you can uh, buy a ticket and watch us online. That would be great. What's coming up next? Uh, next
2: we have another listener request and we will be returning to a series that we have not listened to in quite a long time. Theater 1030 with an episode entitled Trespassers
0: Will Be Experimented upon. Until then, the dinosaur isn't necessary.